Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 482. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 through chapter 6, verse 2. Let's read our passage. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him, we also appeal to you, don't receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time I listened to you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. See, now is the acceptable time, now is the day of salvation. This is 2 Corinthians. This is a letter that Paul is sending to the church in Corinth. He's sending this letter via Titus. Titus is just connected with Paul in Macedonia and reported that the tearful message Paul sent and Titus's time there seemed to have made the impact he wanted and that people have recognized that they acted improperly when Paul made his visit to them and there was a lot of opposition to Paul. And the majority of the church is supportive of Paul now. But there is a minority who still are very much not so sure about Paul. And that's the purpose of 2 Corinthians, to try and reconcile with these remaining people. He's been talking about his travel plans, talking about the ministry that he's engaged in, talking about the essence of the gospel, the new covenant, the old covenant. And now he's talking about the specifics of the gospel. He's talked about what Christ has done. Now he's talking about the ministry that he's engaged in. So let's dive into it. Verse 18, he says, everything is from God. Now, that just seems like, oh, of course, everything is from God. But he's specific. Remember what he's talking about here. He's talking about ministry. He's talking about covenants. He's talking about salvation. And he's just making the point as he begins this little section, God is the source of all these things. God is the one who provides all these things. And so everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, we'll notice the word reconcile, reconciled, reconciliation. It occurs five times in this little passage. So it's a key word. It is absolutely key to everything that Paul's talking about. This is the guts, the essence of his ministry. And so he begins here with what God has done in all of this. God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So God's role is reconciliation. He is the one who's reconciled us himself and he is the one who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, before we go on, who is us? He reconciled us to himself, and he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. I'm not convinced on this. Who is us? In Paul's letter, I 
Not sure if he's really talking about himself and his co-workers or if he's talking about the universal language of all believers. Theologically, it is the universal community of all believers. All believers have been reconciled to God through Christ. All believers have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Now, verse 20, we are ambassadors. All believers are ambassadors. So it is correct to say this is applicable to all believers. What is Paul's intent, though, in the letter? I really think when he's saying us and we, he's talking about himself because he's really explaining his ministry. He's not making a theological statement so much about the nature of being a follower of Christ. He's talking about his ministry, what his ministry is all about. So I think he means himself and his co-workers when he says we and us. But there's a lot of smart people who, who take the opposing point of view on that. And while it is correct to say all these things are applicable to all followers of Christ, the question is, what did Paul intend? So everything is from God, who's reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. He's committed the message of reconciliation to us. So in verse 18, he says he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. So it begins with, he has reconciled us to himself, and now he's given us this ministry of reconciliation. That explains what that ministry, well, what reconciliation looks like. That in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them. Has committed the message of reconciliation to us. So he's basically reviewing the gospel here. I really like using the word reconciliation when we're talking about somebody coming to Christ. Because so often we use words like being saved. That's a churchy word. And you don't hear that anywhere other than church necessarily. Unless somebody's been pulled out of a well and they said, oh, I've been saved. No, we talk about salvation and being saved, that's a theological meaning, but so often it's confused with, I go to a church or I pray a prayer. But reconciliation really speaks to the heart of what Paul is talking about here. Reconciliation is language of relationship. And the reconciliation is needed when the relationship is broken. And that's the picture of sin. Sin has broken the relationship with God. And what we need is to restore the relationship, to fix the problem, to have a reconciled relationship. And so when I explain the gospel, I, I like to use the term reconciliation. I say, okay, the, the problem is sin. We're separated from God because of sin. From a legal perspective, we're under a death penalty because of sin. We're condemned to hell for eternity because of sin. But there is a solution, and the solution is reconciliation. We can be reconciled with God through forgiveness because that's what damages the relationship is sin. So we confess our sin, ask for forgiveness and repent, and God forgives us of that sin. That brings about reconciliation. And so I love to use the word reconciliation when we're talking about a relationship with God. And that's what Paul's talking about here. 
God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them. Well, how's that? Through Christ. What? Christ is the substitute for those who are condemned. He took the death penalty on himself. And because of what he did, forgiveness is available, which brings about reconciliation, which means not counting their trespasses against them. And they against us, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. So verse 18, he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now verse 19, he says, and he's committed the message of reconciliation to us. So we got the ministry of reconciliation and the message of reconciliation. Well, he describes what the ministry looks like in verse 20 here. He says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's where I think Paul's really talking about himself here, but it is correct to use this statement for any followers of Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. That's good to review. What is an ambassador? An ambassador goes on behalf of someone else, but with a given authority to speak on behalf of that party. So, for instance, a, a country sends an ambassador to another country. That ambassador is the official representative of the sending country. And this is the one who brings messages from the sending country, speaks on behalf of the sending country, speaks with authority for the sending country. But the ambassador is just that, uh, an emissary, a messenger, a representative. So, how do people come to Christ? How do people experience a reconciliation with God? Through the gospel. How do they hear the gospel? From believers who are sent as ambassadors to the world by God. They're ambassadors for Christ, speaking on behalf of Christ, representing Christ to lost people with the message of Christ, which is the gospel. So that's the ministry of reconciliation. The message of reconciliation act as ambassadors for Christ. And he says, and God's making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So that's the message of reconciliation. Be reconciled. Be reconciled. Then he explains how this works in verse 21. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, sometimes we get caught up in the, the language here where he talks about, okay, he did not know sin. Okay, we understand that. Christ was sinless. He was without sin. It says to be sin for us. And so that in him, we, we might become the righteousness of God. How do we become the righteousness? How does Christ become sin? Well, I think it's just the language Paul's using here. We understand what he's getting at here. That Christ is our substitute and took on the sins of the world on himself as his substitutionary death. He took what sinners deserve on himself. And that because of that, we experience righteousness, not our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God. This section actually continues into chapter 6. So chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, he says, Working together with him, we also appeal to you. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. So working together with him, who is him? 
Well, I think he's referring to Christ here. We plead on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. We're ambassadors for Christ, so working together with Christ, we appeal to you. Just as our appeal was, be reconciled to God. We appeal, don't receive the grace of God in vain. That explains that. And, and it's quoted in Isaiah 49, verse 8 here, where he says, At an acceptable time I listened to you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. Now that's a, a quote from the Septuagint, from Isaiah 49, verse 8, where he's talking about when the time was right, uh, I was listening to you, and the day of salvation I helped you. Okay. But now he applies it to the Corinthians. See, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. What are we saying with all this? He is explaining his ministry. His ministry is to be an ambassador for Christ. His ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. And he's been given, because of that, the message of reconciliation. And what is the message of reconciliation? Be reconciled. And he sums it up here with this quote from Isaiah about the day of salvation at the acceptable time. And he wraps it up and applies it to them. This is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. In light of all of this, act. Do something. Be reconciled with God. Accept that message of reconciliation. Experience the reconciliation of God. Now, haven't they already? Well, most of them have, but there's always somebody who hasn't. But be sure that you have. Be sure that you are reconciled with God. And don't be trusted on some religious thing, that you did the religious thing. Whatever your tradition is, I did that thing. That's, that's not what we're told in the Bible. This, this is the, clearly what we're told. Be reconciled with God. And what brings about reconciliation with God? Forgiveness of sin experiencing the righteousness of God because we've been forgiven of sin based on our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, the various religious things and our various religious traditions, are they okay? Generally, as long as they don't get in the way and we're trusting in the religious thing versus faith in Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.